I'm Zach Hansen. If you have not heard of Sense8, then this is your lucky day. Maybe you just stumbled upon it, you loved our logo, and you said, I want to check this out. It's probably the best day of your life. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and if maybe you've heard of me, because, you know, I'm a little bit famous. Just kidding. But if you've, not really. If you've read my book or you've studied with me, heard my other podcast, and maybe you're, like, checking this out because you're always wondering what I'm going to do next... It's time for you to watch Sense8 on Netflix. Mm. And my recommendation is that you binge watch it. What do you say? I agree. And I also am going to recommend that you get past the first three episodes. Yeah. And they're actually amazing episodes. (laughs) But when you first watch it, it's kind of confusing because it's a pretty in-depth series. With lots going on. So, yeah, someone told me I had watched the three episodes first. Keep going to four and you're going to be hooked. You're going to love it. And if we didn't do that, we might have stopped. Yeah. Thank God. Right? Thank God. We just saved your life (laughs) by telling you to watch the first three episodes. Best day of your life. Exactly. All right. And then we know we have a whole bunch of the Sensei Global Cluster family of fans, right? Because... This is a phenomenon. It is. It's sweeping the world. It is uniting people all over this entire globe. It was a really important phenomenon in 2017, if you ask me, given the global political eco climate of the United (laughs) States of America at the time. (laughs) Probably the whole world, but we are are based here in New York, um, in... In the heart. <laughs> We're going to call it the heart of... Well, it is the heart, but that's that's some um, other background. But the heart of the United States. And so um, that is part of our perspective. But it goes, this show helped us. It helped me, right? Did it help you? It helped me to remember that no matter what was going on in the world, that we are all connected and that there's people awake all over the world and and the phenomenon of all of the people coming together, not just the show, but the connection of everybody, the fans and the people whose lives were really touched by that. To me, yeah, I think I that's what you mean, right? Like it gave me a sense of hope during the... Right, that's yeah. what I would say as far as um, affecting me. It It was a sense of hope because... We got to have something like this on a mainstream, if you will, um, production company like Netflix, where it's available to so many people. Um, It might not have been on the movie theater screen, but in this format, they could tell the story that they've been trying to tell for a long time and these high-level concepts and, and things like that. So to me, it gave hope that we actually got something like this into our media and on our televisions, which... That's pretty awesome. That's kind of like one of those breakthroughs, like all the other breakthroughs that happened just by producing this television show or Netflix show, you know? That's true. And actually, if we're going to be technical, we should say that 2017 was season two. Sure. Um, So, But... 2016 wasn't that much easier here in the States, so we right. kind of clustered them together. It's like a blur, those two two years, and since it got us through. <laughs> right. Within all the darkness, there's a speck of light called Sense8. Yes. So should we tell them a little bit about Sense8 for the people who haven't listened? Yeah. Or watched it yet? Absolutely. Sense8 was created by Lana and Lily Wachowski, along with J. Michael Straczynski. I hope I pronounced that right. But (laughs) if you didn't, then you're like everybody else, because what is the name of their production company? Unpronounceable Productions. (laughs) So they don't expect us to actually be able to say it. Right. (laughs) 
I think, what do they call it? I think they call it the W's and J or something like that. Or I gotta, I gotta remember that again, but they have a nickname for it also when they refer to it. But anyway, the Wachowskis, you may know from various things, and we're going to talk about those, but probably most known around the globe for the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Matrix, Cloud Atlas. Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending, ascending. yeah. So, Sense8 tells the story of eight strangers from around different um, parts of the world and different cultures. And, well, in the first scene... We have a, they all perceive this pretty tragic death. And um, you don't really know what that is about at first, but whatever's going on in that first scene, it seems to trigger these eight people to open up and they all see visions of it. And then they start to have a mental and emotional connection to each other. And And we'll get more into that in the next episode, right? Right. (laughs) It's hard to hold back. It is. So I should say right now, the other reason to binge watch it if you haven't, and I know some of you are probably um, on your fourth or fifth time. I I think I've even heard on Twitter someone who was on their tenth time. Whoa. Um, We're getting close. I'm getting close studying, (laughs) studying it all and finding the nuances and the subtleties of what I want to talk about with you. But... Um, another reason to binge watch ahead is there will be spoilers, probably. And I just don't want to promise you that there won't be spoilers in this because this show is so beyond, it's not linear. So I can't like just stick to this episode and not draw from concepts. I don't want to be held back like that. So I don't want to be responsible for ruining it for you if you find something There out. will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. This is our, we're saying that. We're claiming that right now. So these eight people, they mm-hmm. witness this tragic death, and they perceive those through dreams or visions. They suddenly find themselves growing mentally and emotionally connected. Each episode reflects the views of the characters interacting with each other while delving deeper into their backgrounds and what sets them apart and brings them together with the others. So that is what Sense8 is all about, but so much more. It is so much more. And the thing is, by there's so many levels, and that's me, right? I love the levels of consciousness. <laughs> but even just by the culture and their different backgrounds and getting to know each other, we get exposed to a lot of the social, cultural... Barriers, walls. Barriers, walls, breaking down. We get, um, you know, some of the things that are trending in our conversations um, or people are agreeing about or disagreeing about. Like, a lot of that gets explored, Um and helps us get exposed to things that maybe we wouldn't in our lives because even though we have a more global consciousness now, we still have limited physical proximity sometimes. So we get exposed to a lot of different things on that level, but also, and this is where I get really inspired, there's levels of consciousness that I see that match a lot of what I've been teaching people for a lot of years, so. So when you talk about levels of consciousness, let's just take a moment for that. Can we break that down? What does that mean exactly? So in the language that I've used before, we're talking about soulmate connections. We're talking about telepathy. We're talking about an ability, em- empathy. Um, we're going to go so deep into Twin all of flames. these. Twin flames. These aren't the terms that are used in this show, but they're represented. Mm-hmm. So I've been teaching and talking about all these concepts of, and I like to say concepts of consciousness. I I wrote that down and now I love it, but (laughs) because it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. It's just expanding our brain and our ability to conceive of things beyond our limited perspective. Right. We conceive, then we perceive, and then we receive. So that's when we get our experience. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very deep. So concepts are excellent to introduce into our our mind uh, and to perceive those with our mind and think about them, and then eventually we can experience them in a tangible way, if you will. Yeah, so I'm going to be sharing, well, we're both going to be sharing some of the experiences that 
we've had that represent what's going on. So, yeah, this is fictional, but these things actually do happen in some form already. And they're at, and some of it's actually more normal than we think. So we're going to share life experiences that um, represent that or that I think they depict. So if you're asking yourself, what is this podcast going to be about and what's going to make it unique or interesting or different than some of the other Sense8 podcasts out there, what would you say, Sheila? Well... Us. <laughs> right? Of course, right? There are no Zach and Sheila's out there doing this yet. But um, So like we said, we're going to dive into the concepts of consciousness and, and we're going to explore all that. I'm going to draw from my background and we'll tell you more about that as we go on here a little bit. But we're going to we're going to go episode by episode and we're going to dive in and we're going to explore the nuances. That's again, I love the subtlety. So we're going to look at some of the things that um, there's so much in it that you you might be following the big picture and miss something little that has like they they drop one liners that are like life altering and and different little things. It's yeah. so deep. <laughs> I think um, for me personally, the dialogue in this show is actually the the shiny. Um, I think it's like the pinnacle. It's it's what exposes us it's those little tiny seeds that they plant with dialogue that you have to go back and say what or what because it's just so naturally flowing throughout the show that if you're not consciously paying attention it's just like a popcorn movie and you're having a good time and you're enjoying the characters when really like that's the great thing about entertainment and things like the matrix and, and other um movies that we can kind of uh, for lack of a better term, kind of have a little mini conscious awakening or epiphany about life and our experience that is just, uh, Interstellar, for example, was one for me. And there's a lot of criticism in talking about, uh, the timelines and, and how it works or it doesn't work and all that kind of thing. But the fact of the matter of it was, is my experience of just having a, I'll say a higher consciousness or more of a telepathy, telepathic, there we go. I got the word out. Telepathic experience within my own being and understanding something in a new way. And there's like little seeds throughout different movies in my life that just go, oh, wow. And they really talk to me at a deep level. And so that's where I think this is beautiful is because the dialogue just rolls right in naturally throughout the entire show. Where in, sorry guys, but in uh, Jupiter Ascending, it was so forced, um, all of the concepts, because they had such a short amount of time right. to introduce all of these things, where this medium, in my opinion, it's just more natural because they have the time to be natural. Yeah, and you know what, you kind of just stumbled upon the why I want to do this so much. I mean, besides the fact that I'm so excited that there's a mainstream show that's captured or set a framework so much for what I've been trying to talk about for so long, but show the shows, the twins, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, L- Lana and Lily Wachowski. Um, I didn't, let's, can we go back and do that history right now? Sure, because yeah. I think that there's, they are incredible and they've done so much for our world, but I feel them on such a deep level. Um, in their process. So Matrix came out when? In the 90s or 80s, right? No, it was in the 90s. 90s, okay. So I don't actually remember, I I don't remember my reaction to it in the 90s. Um, But maybe that's, I don't know. I I was a little bit younger, and I do remember it. It was just kind of a popcorn movie, but then the older I got and the more, we'll say... um, open to a reality that wasn't given to me or told to me by society going back and watching those and just the depth of the message that's in there man against the machine kind of stuff and we're all batteries for society to leech off of and and all these kind of things they're they're all like it was such a rich environment that people have spent a very long time in depth philosophizing about that movie. Right. And like, even though I don't remember going to the movie, 
I know how much it impacted. Like the Matrix, it's just common knowledge. Even if I don't remember when I went into the theater and saw it, I know that it's it's influenced our culture huge. Um, and I don't know. I I've seen like a resurgence of it with social media. Like there's so many memes about the red pill or the blue pill. You know, right. I don't. It shouldn't have gotten reduced maybe to just that, but. <laughs> They do go around and, you know, it's there. So you're reminded all the time that that's part of our existence as a global culture. But I have to say, leading up, so that happened, that affects us. I really wasn't paying attention to the Wachowskis. And then I connected with someone that I would say is what part of my cluster. Um, she's from the other side of the world. And... And we had a soul connection, and we met up, and um, we continue to have that soul connection. And she was feeling very connected to the Wachowskis. And so she told me ahead of time, long time ahead, that Cloud Atlas was coming out. And, and listening to her and knowing some of the consciousness of them, I was so excited. And, and I started to fall in love with them and, and pay attention to them and... I promoted Cloud Atlas like crazy before it came out. <laughs> and then I didn't love it. And I felt so disappointed that I didn't love it. But I have hella respect for what they did there. And I want to go into this a little bit because the there was a lot of darkness for me. I have trouble energetically um, when things bounce really rapidly from dark energy to bright energy. Um, it just... It, it's when it goes really fast, it messes up my system. So um, that wasn't that fun for me, but I knew what they were doing. And you and I were working on a script at that point, which we put on the table, like the back burner or whatever, set it aside because it's so hard because we were working on, and we're, it's still going to come out in some form, but we have this whole story that's multidimensional and beyond time it's really hard to get that in really hard to a motion picture, like almost impossible. So for them to break the barriers again, like that's what they really did. Cinem you know, when it comes to the cinematography, I think even though that wasn't my favorite movie, they broke barriers like crazy in that because they were able to throw in multiple lifetimes and timelines and soulmates soulmates and twin flames cause and effects <laughs> yeah and so over lifetime i have so much respect for it but i didn't i wasn't like oh this is like me this is my heart you mm -hmm. know so then a little bit wild comes out and i hear about jupiter ascending and I'm, I can't wait for that one, right? Because I'm like, okay. And because and part of it, I knew they had broken barriers. And so the world would be more ready. And, you're, you know, I'm watching the world's evolution. And just the name Jupiter Ascending, it felt like so spot on. And storyline, pretty good. I mean, I think they did great. But like you said, trying to condense it into a movie, a two-hour movie or whatever it is, that's hard. It is hard. And I think one of the bigger challenges that you know, and I know, and I'm sure you out there listening know, like if you, if you just understand life in a particular way, and it goes against the grain, and people don't accept your ideas, but you know for you that that's your truth, and this is how life is, and it's, it's to you it seems a little bit of a uh, higher perspective of things and people aren't ready to listen to what you have to say. You're like, Oh, I have all this wisdom, you know, and uh, nobody wants to hear it. That is one of the most frustrating experiences about being uh, a human or an old soul or a wise person or whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's where we're at with uh, Lana and Lily is because they've probably had these great ideas but they also want to share it with the masses of people and they also have to make money because they have investors. So they have to, this is my biggest gripe about Sense8 even, is they have to package it into a popcorn movie to get people attracted to come in to see those stories. So this is where we get all the violence and all the, the, the you can't just tell a nice story. You have to have 15 minutes of fight scenes and it's got to be epic and car chases, all this kind of stuff 
that maybe um, people nowadays aren't as enthusiastic about because the stories are just overplayed. But in order to get that into the theater or into Netflix or whatever the case may be, uh, that's just human consciousness right now. People are attracted to those things. And so you have to bury your wisdom and just let it out little bits at a time for people to notice. And that's, again, I'm going back to the dialogue of Sense8. That's, they slipped it in so easily and so naturally where it wasn't, it wasn't forced at all. So I'm, it is probably, it's so hard to do because you got to sell a movie at the end of the day. Otherwise nobody's going to invest and give you money anymore to make more movies. So them being in the entertainment industry and always pressing the envelope with consciousness, whether that's the language anybody wants to use in the entertainment industry, that's what they're doing. They're constantly pushing these ideas in a big way that I don't see a lot of other people being as successful because of marketing and all that kind of jazz, you know? Yeah. And I think, so that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about too. That's when I really fell energetically in love with them <laughs> because it was like this heartache in my soul when I watched I mean, they do so much, and but that that they have so much more they can offer, and and they're just waiting for the world to catch up to them. And I can relate to that, right. you know, like that is my life. That's that's my heartache. And so we jump ahead now when we hear Sense Eight is coming out. <laughs> and now I'm like. Cheering, I am probably like their biggest cheerleaders at this point. I'm like, okay, come on, we got this. The world's got this. We have a series now. They have more time to put those subtleties, the nuances, to take people along on the journey so that everybody is engaged versus um, being told, which I think, you know, in Jupiter Ascending, it felt like, being told sometimes. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I loved everything they said. It just wasn't flowing naturally. Now, I have heard critics say that, that they do that in Sense8, but I don't agree. I think that they did so well at putting the dialogue in there and getting out these really incredible concepts through different av avenues. Like, there's one when Noni is writing a blog and then she reads it out loud and yeah, that that sounds like a little bit forced, maybe. But I do that. Like right. you walk you do into that the all room, the she's doing like, it to me, and like, like practicing yeah, your exactly. presentations or whatever. That's what you do. It's right? so normal. You so to me, yeah. yeah. So I didn't think any even that was forced, even though we got this long, beautiful soliloquy. You know, it's it, like it wasn't it's still, like the the recent X Files episode last year where there's this scene in five minutes you get like every single conspiracy ever <laughs> conceived in the last 20 years in three seconds like it was crazy you know what i mean like it it wasn't like that at no, all it's like flowing. scene by scene yeah they it's in context so anyway that's the love i have and then sensei came and yeah the first few episodes were um intense actually when the first scene opened and that's kind of dark i was like oh no am i gonna want this um i mean i'm not afraid of the dark don't get me wrong i mean you know that about me i go into the dark i just don't like the i'm it, it's just getting old it's just getting old not like that that i'm saying they are just in our world yeah yeah, yeah yeah so anyway darkness we're tired of you <laughs> that that's how i kind of like let a broken up. record <laughs> And wanting to do this and um but we probably should mention that especially when we're talking about them trying to navigate the world right since they got canceled after season two what <laughs> news to me just kidding right <laughs> but it's not really canceled canceled not really right because <laughs> so i mean again i know all you fans already know this um Maybe it was, in a way, one of the best things that could happen because it brought us all together, right? Mm -hmm. it, it was like we were given this, we were watching it, we were, our lives were changing. There's probably some, I mean, we had even already started talking about doing a podcast around it. Um, 
but we felt like we had time, you know, we had forever and we weren't reaching out. I wasn't reaching out to everyone in the fandom kingdom, but then all of a sudden it gets cut and we're like, holy crap, <laughs> you know, this isn't okay. And the result of it is people from the world came together and basically protested the cancellation protested petitions petitioned petitions going all over the world and calling for netflix to there's a sensei con now there's there's multiple sensei cons yeah you know one of my uh life dreams is to be cool enough to be on a panel at a comic-con but i will take a sensei con so now i'm (laughs) i'm setting that as a future life goal (laughs) so um so with all of our reaction to it, Netflix agreed so far to a three-hour I'm not sure special. how long it is. It's either, it, I'm it pretty longer. sure it's three. I, I Just think to it's wrap three up hours. the story that we got. Well, some people are calling it finale. Um, in the fandom, we, we refuse to call it a finale because um, we want more. And Lana already said she wrote the whole season three because of the fans even though it was canceled she went ahead and wrote out all of season three they actually originally had five i think they were planning to take five seasons to tell the story and if you're just starting out don't let this hold you back you still need to watch this show um but i don't know i just think we're gonna see more miracles and i'm still Rooting, especially when I knew Lana wrote it. Like, she wants it. If she wants it, I want it. <laughs> well, they can they can shop that around and somebody else that they can work with and have the creative liberty that they need and the budget that they want. Right. Uh, so they can, I think... It can I, happen. I, it's just a matter of, you know, free will, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe and, some synchronicity. But when I say maybe it's the best thing that happened is I think it got us all activated. You know, like, we we all... Worked harder that's, for that's, it. That's how this works, though, right? We all need a little bit of resistance to shake us up and actually do something. Right. It's like, wait, you're going to take that away? No. Right. No, you can't. So that's that's kind of how we got here. Do you want to tell them a little bit about ourselves? Um. Yeah. I, I'm here because Sheila twisted my arm really, <laughs> really hard. I actually said no to this a few times. And she's like, Zach, you got to come do this with me, man. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll come, Sheila. Let's, let's get her done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so sort of that's how it happened. But it really kind of <laughs> is, I guess. Like, like you heard in my heart, I just wanted this so much. But, you know, you have to know with Zach, that kind of, like, that could happen if I wanted him to go to the grocery store with me. <laughs> so... Or out to dinner or something. No. <laughs> um, so I just saw the potential of it. I was like, this is what I need to do. And I I don't like to twist anyone's arm. <laughs> and I didn't want him, I didn't want you to be forced into this, but there was no one else that was going to be the perfect match for this. Mm. And So here I am. Yeah. So Talking some sense eight. One thing I do love is I love to talk about life and how it works and how it functions. And that's been one of my biggest passions my entire life. And so Sensei can do that for me. That can be an outlet. And then one thing that I am looking forward to is the potential of the community that we can build and be a part of and bring together and all that kind of good stuff. So that that's exciting to me as well. Yeah, and that's been your thing. Mm-hmm. really is community and and wanting to feel that and know it and find one or create one that's a vibrational match um I'm, yeah it's it's good to I be around like-minded yeah. people you and know and like-hearted like, yeah exactly like that's like-hearted like, like, like like-minded you know people who are just uh, tired of the status quo and then the old social stories and shenanigans that just we see right through them, and that's what that's what Sensei does. It breaks the, some of those barriers down, right? And that's why people are coming together because of the, you know, there's just so many, so much movement and motion um, and acceptance for just all different walks of life and ideas and 
we don't have to kill each other if our thoughts are different kind of stuff or beat each other up. I'm not saying that those things don't happen, but more and more in my perception, that happens less and less. And that's the beauty of things like this um, because we just get to stand out and be people and true to ourselves and authentic and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a juxtaposition because with the internet and social media and everything, we see that type of thing more and more, but it's happening less and less. I think, right? Right, yeah. I mean, everybody wants to hear bad news kind of thing. Like, it's easy. Bad news spreads faster than good news. That's just how that works. You turn on the television and watch the news, which I don't do, but that'll give you an idea of, uh, like, so news shows. I was on vacation, and I was watching some news, and I was in Kansas, and they didn't have anything to talk about, so they were talking about bad news in California because they had nothing better to talk about. It's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yes, it is ridiculous. And that's, I guess, another part of human nature because people have been gossiping forever. Right. But we can get beyond that. We can. It's easy. All right. So, Zach. Yeah. Let's get deeper and know more about you. Tell me. Oh, man. (laughs) Folks, I don't like this question. (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) if you haven't found it online yet, we'll we'll post it on our Twitter feed again. But um, there's a quiz going around. And it, you can take this quiz, and it tells you who your soulmate is. <laughs> it's me. You're my soulmate? <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, Zach, who is your Sense8 soulmate? My Sense8 soulmate. So Sheila asked me this question before the show, and thank goodness, because it gave me like an hour to wait, think wait, about wait, it. Wait. Who's your soulmate, not who are you? That's the next question. When you took the quiz. Yeah. When I took the quiz, who is my soulmate who did, who came from up on Sense8, the quiz? right? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Noni. Noni. Yeah. I love Noni. It's pretty cool. I was surprised. Were you surprised? Yeah, at first, but then I was like, oh, she's kind of a rebel, doesn't like the man, and kind of likes to do her own thing or whatever, and... I was like, all right, well, that makes sense. I'm very, um, I don't appreciate authority because I can, um, I have my own sovereignty and I can make my own decisions and things, life's not so black and white. So that's me. So I was like, all right, Noni, I guess you could be my sensate soulmate. You are a computer geek, too. Yeah, it's true. So you got that going. What about you, Sheila? Who did you get? So I got Wolfgang. Mm. Mm. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't really surprised either. Um, because we're talking soulmate, right? So, and again, you're going to hear more and more stories about my life, but one of my, the, so in the clusters of soul connection, soul groups, people pair up, right? You can see them starting to have a stronger bond with each other. And so that was what I call the twin flame. And my twin flame, I mean, he he was very much like Wolfgang. Um, so that didn't really surprise me either. So he was in the Russian mafia? No, German. Oh, sorry. Right? That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was known to get called out to... Um, dissipate some gang um gang quarrels 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) hey bros don't shoot each other bros yeah that kind of thing (laughs) all right so um now the next question Mm -hmm. who do you most relate to in the cast of sensei oh that's such a doozy for me it might be easier for me to say who I don't relate to the most to get down to who I relate to the most. Right, but it's so do, hard because <laughs> for me, I'm I'm such a in my experience of myself, I'm such a conglomeration of I don't even want to say personalities, but there's just I'm I'm not a simple character. Okay, everybody, he does talk about all the people in his head. I do, but there it's just me. <laughs> there's just a lot of versions of me. Um, I really, 
I would say mm, it's such a hard Oh yeah, whispers, right? Yeah, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna sleep with one eye open <laughs> now. Oh wait, I remember that's a good I'm idea. Never gonna look at you in the eye because eventually she'll get tired enough. No, but actually, I can go to sleep because you whispers gets to you through the eyes, right? So if my eyes are closed, I should. Sleep. You know, I think uh, Leto is one of my favorite characters. His uh, his character is very cool, but I would have to say maybe. I don't relate to him the most, so he would I, see. I'm deducting, right? So, because okay. I'm not, I'm not really an so actor then let's or say singer. You deducted whisper. Yeah, we'll <laughs> say let's get rid of whisper. Um, not to say that I couldn't be a psychopath, because I think I could be really good at that. So <laughs> that's no problem, because I'm a human and I can right, experience yeah. all of the human spectrum. So I would say Leto's out of the question, and I kind of. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. I'm I'm telling you, Sheila, I am stumped. Okay, so Kayla, she would be out of the question too. She's a nerdy scientist person. Wait. No. Who is a nerdy scientist? Oh, I see. Yeah, the, I was. She worked for the like, pharmaceutical yeah. company in India. I call her Kala, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Kala? That's yeah. I, I pronounced there. it. Yeah, I know. Hooked okay. on phonics. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work for me. <laughs> K A L A. I called her Kala. Kayla. You called her Kayla. Yep. See, I know. Go. Names. They're just things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get rid of Amanita, too. Don't think I relate to her. Or Angelica. Yep. Definitely don't relate to her. So we have Noby, Sun, Riley, Wolfgang, and Will. And I can relate to a lot of them in different ways pretty well. Like Sun, for example, she's a martial artist. I did that for a few decades. I spent a lot of my life doing that. Nomi's with the computers and did that too, and she's a rebel. She doesn't like authority. That's me. Um, Riley, she's a DJ, and I used to rave a lot, and I love electronic music and dancing. So that's really cool, and um, followed her path a little bit. So, and Wolfgang, uh, and then Will. When I was a young man, I was more like Will. I wanted to be a protector and a cop mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Because you grow up as a little boy, and there's ideas the society has, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm actually gonna take Will out of the picture because that is no longer that. So I'm gonna go with son. <laughs> And Nomi and Riley. Well, here we go. <laughs> that was a good question because not only did we learn about you, mm-hmm. we got to go through a lot of the cast and talk <laughs> right? about them. So good job, Zach. All right. What about you? So my first thought, well, who do you think I would say? I don't know. She hasn't told me yet. I know, I'm keeping it secret. Because if we talk about everything before we get on air, I know. then it's all old. Lido. Lido. Because I'm dramatic? I don't know. No. So, okay. So, when I look at my life um, and look back on the path that I took and through life, and, and I, I mentioned Wolfgang kind of being like my my twin flame and soulmate. that journey, soulmate. So I would say Kala for that. I have a lot of her I, I don't you think I have a lot of her tendencies? She's not you're like, well she's not very developed. <laughs> I'm not the science, but the she had a you know, I had a decent family. I life wasn't that hard for me until well, I met she my did, She does point. have a conundrum to deal with when we first meet her, right? And so I can see Well that's what I mean. It goes, like, yeah, it goes against I, the grain of yeah. I was with her. I was sort of like her, and then I got thrown into you know, my Wolfgang coming into my life and stirring everything yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah, so I, I can definitely relate to that. But last night when we were watching 
it clicked into me and this is what you might be surprised of. And you didn't even mention his name. I'm thinking that since that, that storyline of my life and, mm -hmm. and the since then is because my, uh, Wolfgang died. <laughs> he went to the, he crossed over to the other side. So that's where I now can see me with as Jonah. Because, oh. right? Because, and here's those spoilers, right? But he and Angelica have, are working towards something really big and they make a fairly conscious decision. I'm going to cry when I say this. They make a fairly conscious decision that in order for them to fulfill their, their prophecy or their life work or whatever, that Angelica has to die. Um, and that their connection continues. And then Jonah is bringing in wisdom to people, but he's not actually a part of the pod, right? Or the, the cluster. And so there's a loneliness to him. Now, I mean, that got a lot better when you came into my life, Zach, but, um, but that element, it's different. It's different. It is. It different. is. It's different. So, that element, and I have amazing, you know, I really feel like I've got my cluster around, or or I mean a cluster. I love the people around me, and we have telepathic connections and, and all of that, but it's different. So I'm feeling yeah. Jonah, right? Are you seeing yeah. that? I can, I can see that for yeah. sure. So That's hopefully, hopefully you, you don't share the... Um, I still think he's a questionable character, even right. this far in. Well, right. And so hopefully you don't share that quality. You have some maniacal well, <laughs> plan in store. Yeah, that's the Just thing. Kidding. We don't know Angelica, Jonah, or Whisper's backstory. And I, I hope we get that. We, yeah, we get a little bit. We get a little bit. We get bit, sprinkles, but, um, and it's still uh, in the air, I think. We know Angelica had to do some things compromising things yeah. we'll um, talk, I think we'll get a little bit more into that yeah, I particular know. I, see, story this is why I said soon. I am not promising to stick to <laughs> right. episodes we're on zero and I'm already jumping ahead so well, okay. I think the great thing I, I think the great I agree I think that's a good I'm surprised too because I can right? see both but so this is another great thing about the cast and we were having this conversation a couple days ago and just about not just the cast sorry but the, the characters of the story they're a cluster. They're a pod. They're one unit. Right. They're not separate. So we can see ourselves or the different layers or attributes of ourselves within each one of those characters. And they, not all of them leave the best taste in my mouth, but neither do I sometimes. Like, I don't like to hang out with me sometimes, you know, and that's just part of how being human, human being like, ah. I suck. <laughs> right, and then I other that, times right? it's awesome. Right? I go around sometimes saying, am I a good person? Am I likable? <laughs> you usually laugh at me, but we get those feelings. Yeah, right? it's just part of being human. Yeah. So, And that's, a, that's, the, that's another beautiful thing. And as we explore Sense8, um, I think we're going to see a lot of what I would call subconscious manifestations within the art. So they, they've woven this eight, person story arc together at least right right up front and what are what are the effects of that story and we'll get to see some things that maybe weren't intentional that came out through the artwork that they produced right and this was definitely i mean we talked about the wachowskis and and i don't know john michael as much he's done like thor i guess he did uh, I believe Babylon Five too, which was a that big too. Yeah, show. so he's done some pretty cool yeah. stuff. But um, I think they were divinely guided. That's how I would call it. You know, there's a higher consciousness that worked through them. And Lana even said that she picked the cast by resonance or vibration. Super cool, right? Like I'm pretty sure Max didn't even read for Wilkie. I think that's the one. Um, she just had a conversation with him and he was a match. And so the other thing is, and this is what the cast said, is that they would show up at a site and 
probably all of them, but I know Lana would look and notice things and they would change things on the spot because they saw a certain, they saw something that in the environment that would change um, the shot and, and they went with it. So yeah, I think that it, it's got, it's got stuff they may have seen and added and didn't know we would see. And then it's probably, it's like when I, um, channel or bring out messages. Um, sometimes I'm listening and sometimes I'll go back and listen to myself later and be like, Oh man, that was good. Mm. Like, how did I think of that? You know? Yeah. I think that there's some of that definitely going yeah, on in sure. the show. Yeah. And that's really awesome. So I, I love Sensei. Yeah. All right. So our podcast, this is going to be, what, what can people expect? Well, episode to episode, mm -hmm. we're going to talk the concepts of the show that we see. And maybe you guys have picked up something that we haven't seen. So then you could hit us up on the Twitter or email or something like that and say, hey, guys, do you see this? And then we can talk about that as well. But we're just going to we're going to try to get some interviews from anybody from the community or the cast to come in and, and talk with us about this stuff. But we're going to talk with our own Real life experience. I'm putting the intention right now that Lana will be on this show. Oh, Lana, Lily. Lily. You're all welcome. Jay. Yep. Yep. Of course. And anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All um, the cast. Yeah. <laughs> we can move on them all. Everybody. But, um, and we could even, you know, if, if somebody wanted to talk about, get on about the music or um, filming or whatever it may be, you know, there's a lot of different aspects yeah, of the show we that we could talk about. And just hear like the creative process and right. maybe how messy it got and then how awesome it turned out or. Maybe not so much, whatever it may be. So uh, we're we're gonna shoot for those things for sure. So here's what I um, <laughs> I obsessed with last night during the middle of the night. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go episode by episode, right? And usually we label this is still minor, but this is showing you a little bit about my personality. So like entertainment podcasts like this because we're kind of a hybrid we're entertainment but we're going to talk about consciousness and dive deep into some other things but so usually like we label them but you said you're labeling we're labeling it different but usually like you see them labeled like season one it's like episode one one and that's season one episode one so here is this is me in the middle of the night i'm like so we're going to go episode by episode but we're gonna we're gonna filter in some special episodes where we maybe the person who we have come on to interview talks about something that's not related to the episode that's supposed to be next, or we want to throw in some where we just answer questions um, from all of you guys um, listening, or like you just said, add their comments and ideas. So <laughs> that was me obsessing of how we're going to label these. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, can you work on that? Can you sure. solve that problem sure. for me? I'm going to call the episodes LS8, that's uh, live, live, however you want to say it. Live. Live. Sense 8, so that's LS8, because that's catchy. And then 00 would be this episode, and the next will be 01, and then we'll give it a title. And okay, so yeah. we're just going to keep going, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah. And so it's not going to, you're well, not going to be able to look at it then and say, oh, that's episode 1 or 2. We can work on this out right. there. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we well, got you guys. We'll, we'll get the, anyway, if you... No big deal. <laughs> but, yeah. We also have the title to uh, articulate what you might find in the episode as well. That's true. Each title will describe it. So we're going to look at consciousness concepts. We're going to look at social reflections. Explore the nuances. Kind of geek out on some of the fan stuff. We'll get some of those things that maybe not everyone see my daughter's in television so she has taught me how to uh, be a really good fan and but but intellectually like how to like go and find and look at a show and then look at all the things that go around it so that's my job in the pair of us yeah and you've had a podcast before and a radio show is that correct yeah yeah awesome right, right. so this isn't your first rodeo <laughs> This is true, so, but this is fun. Yeah. I mean, not saying the other ones weren't fun, but um, I like this. Yeah, it's a little more lighthearted, a little casual, a little formal, you know, just 
<laughs> All right, so that's that's a wrap, right? Is that everything that we need to? Yep. So you can find more about our work at consciouslyawesome.com. You may find us and follow us and like us on Twitter at live. Live. <laughs> it would be a lie if we called it live. <laughs> All right. So everybody, this is why we have the name of the show. It's Live Sensei because we're talking about living, living sensei. sensei in our life. We are not live. That would be a lie. <laughs> That's at L-I-V-E underscore S-E-N-S-E-N. And you may, that was Twitter, right? Yep, that was Twitter. And then you can email us if you have any ideas or you want to talk about something or hear something or you have questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. You may email us at team at livesensate.com. And livesensate.com is the, the official website. Yep, you can. So you can sign up and get the mailings. You can listen to us there. Yeah, and it's got links um, to Consciously Awesome over there. It's going to have links to our Patreon, and our, you can subscribe to iTunes and Stitcher and all that kind of stuff, wherever we're going to be. There'll and be links make over sure there. that you rate, like and rate yeah, and Rate review. us on iTunes. Give us a good rating. You know what? It's give us a good rating. Yeah. Thank you. Five stars, please. please. Give us five stars. <laughs> no, like um, remember my daughter Sarah uh, in college. She had a teacher, and part of her assignment was to go to this teacher's blog and and give it a good review. Like they, oh, no, wait, no, that was someone else. That was Emily. But um, yeah, like teachers are actually doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, she had to go had to onto go the blog write, yeah. and write comments on her blog so her blog would get a boost right. in SEO. Right, and then her friend's teacher made them go and, and, and like, give them a five-star review or something as part of their event. That's crazy. So we're not... <laughs> but yeah, could you anyway? <laughs> we do want you to do that, but, uh, you know, you know what's inside. Here, I'm being Jonah, right? You know what's true inside of you. You know what to follow. And if your heart or your senses tell you to give us a five-star review, awesome. And that helps other people find our podcast. Yeah. And, and the more people who know about Sense8. The more chance we get a, a season three, four, and five. Yeah. I'm not stopping at three. Like, why not let them complete the story? Yeah. Like. Let's do it. Yeah. See what the fans can do. And then what would happen after the story? Like, what if we kept going? Hmm. You know? Seven, eight? <laughs> I mean, really, Sensei should have eight seasons. Of course it should. <laughs> as long as they're good, though. We don't want... I don't want to I watch Terrible Sensei. I that it's good. And I believe they can, get too. And even better now that we've had this adjustment. Now that our podcast is out, I think <laughs> right. they're going to get a lot better. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> This just happened so we could get the podcast out and we could help out. Yep. Excellent. All right. Stay tuned for episode one next time. Yay. Thanks, everyone.